0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Cinema Sort Podcast, where we talk about movies and everything that has anything to do with movies. I am Brooks. And and I'm, I'm Cristobal. And here today, we are going to talk about uh, just, just a couple things. Literally, just two things. And first on our list is is a an in depth talk, long overdue, but we've um, we've been pretty busy as of late. Uh, but now we finally got around to talk about to talk about it. Lightyear, Pixar's twenty sixth, right? Yeah, I believe 20th, so. That's Pixar's twenty sixth film, Lightyear, starring Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. And what did we think of it? Um, I can't say it quite lived up to the heights of my expectations, mm. but I really did enjoy it, and it did surprise me in a couple of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think I would like this character too much at all I thought like oh they might have a few cute lines or whatever but Socks ended up being my favorite character of the whole film where oddly enough I thought Chris Evans was solid Mm -hmm. in his voice work as Buzz and uh, the um, the movie had some pretty awesome shots and I thought all of I, I, I was wondering through the whole movie, when, when will the wings come in?" because his, his suit was um it was it was like a different version of what we typically see buzzwear. It was like, uh, I don't know how to put this. It was like makeshift almost, and even like the laser arm laser thing, that was something that he improvised mm. and made, um, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, when when will the Wings come in? When the Wings came in, that was an awesome moment. Yeah. I think that was well-earned. What did you think?
1: Um, I'm with you on that uh, I liked it a lot. Um, It didn't meet that expectation of hype that I was kind of feeling for it. Um, What do you think that the way that this movie was marketed towards people had an impact on its success. Because I even have family members who did not know exactly what this movie entailed. They knew it was light ear But that's not Tim Allen's voice. Um, there's no Woody, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think a lot of people were kind of confused as to, is this our same Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm.
0: type thing? I think, well, I when I saw the trailers, I understood what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But I guess some people just don't think. Okay, I'm not saying that anybody who was confused is an unintelligent person. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that um, these people probably just didn't care to think that hard about what it was that they were going to see. What it was they were seeing advertisement for. Yeah. All they saw was a character that looked like Buzz Lightyear. And they thought, oh, that looks kind of neat. But what is this supposed to be exactly? And they didn't really give it any thought. Because, you know, they got other stuff going on in their lives. Other things to focus on. We focus a lot on movies because that's our pride and passion. Uh, but... I think a lot of other people don't, and that's what led to their confusion. Also um, that character is very tied to It is to and, story. That and that Buzz Lightyear is tied very much yeah. to Toy Story. Um however, growing also to my I think there were I think there were people like us who mm-hmm. were very much aware and understanding what this movie was going to be. Because did you ever watch uh, the Buzz Lightyear cartoon movie. No, and, not the movie. And the TV show that came along with it. I didn't watch some, too much of the TV show, but I saw that movie. No, I never saw the movie, but I saw the they TV made, show. Yeah, they made like a little cartoon. Yeah, um, It's funny that John Campia, who we're both fans of, mentioned on his show that he thinks that, that Lightyear should have opened up with like a like a Toy Story bit. Because the Buzz Lightyear cartoon movie did the same thing. Hmm. all those years ago it's so i was like it's hilarious that he said that because that actually happened with a with the buzz Lightyear year like 2d mm-hmm. uh, straight up video movie that they did which honestly wasn't about but it was it was just like this it was just it wasn't the buzz Lightyear, year even though it's voice this i believe this one was voiced voice of tim allen i'm pretty sure it was the, the uh, tim allen did did buzz for the movie um, but mm-hmm. then I heard Patrick Warburton did the, did, did the, she on sure. the voice for the show? I guess to yeah. me, was just like, I can't commit to just some cart. I did the movie, but I can't, I can't do some cartoon show. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, I don't know what the deal it was. Tends does happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was that little, uh, cartoon movie, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pretty good. And it was just Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger in space, doing his Space Ranger stuff. And, since I had been exposed to that in you, also the TV show, which is kind of connected, yeah, features all the same characters, same animation style. Um, I think we and other people understood more what that this was trying to be something similar to that. Mm-hmm. This is just this wasn't Tim Allen's Buzz from Toy Story, this was a different Buzz Lightyear being the Buzz Lightyear. ...that the Buzz Lightyear toy from Toy Story is based, based on. on. Yeah. Uh, he's being more so of the Buzz that is in that capacity. But, of course, um, this is where people start to take issue with it. And this is a very complicated matter. Mm-hmm. Because I've recently listened to people talk about this... ...and there are different layers to this whole thing. A lot of different layers. For one, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the Toy Story toys... Even though that movie came out in '95, a lot of those toys are based on toys from the '50s, mm. because whoever, when it, whoever wasn't was like one of the creators of Toy Story, he he based all the toys on toys that he grew up and played with in the, from the '50s, which I think is awesome, mm. brilliant, and I, I think it was a really good idea. Hell, even a great idea. I mean, look how great Toy Story turned out to be. Um, on the uh, other side of it. There's the there's the fact that um this the IP of buzz it's weird because buzz is based on a space a, a space toy or an astronaut toy from the 50s or 60s or something mm-hmm. and but then there's the buzz character who's based and then there there's the buzz there's the buzz toy who's based who's apparently based on a character based on a A movie that Andy saw in 95. Yeah. But... Because of the way the movie is made... And because of... uh, Because a lot of movies receive modern updates. So that they can fit the mold of our world. Mm -hmm. Or of our... Standards when it comes to society or political correctness or whatever. And because of that, a lot of people... Because of those two things. Because of whatever... Because of all of what I just said, a lot of people, and I have to agree to, I have to agree with this. Ultimately, the opening words in nineteen ninety five, Andy got a toy. That toy was based on a movie. This is that movie. Uh-huh. No, it's not. A lot of people disagreed with that, and I do as well. I just don't buy that this kind of movie would have come out in ninety five. It just um, after I remember seeing those words. I remember thinking, oh, okay. Neat, and then I watched the movie, and I was just like, "No, good, good movie, really good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it." That movie, that 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 exact movie that we saw, all like everything in it would not have been May ninety five. I there are there's stuff in it that clearly would not have been in a movie released in ninety five, a kids film, uh to be exact, and certain ways the story went. I feel like I could see something like for instance, a buzz had to rely so much on the, his support to to get through the movie right he had he had his moments, and that was but I feel like in ninety five it would have totally been him. it would have just been him against you know whatever the threat was, sure, and he would have- and he would have prevailed solo hero kind of thing, yeah. Uh, but we live in a world now to where like the stole hero uh, doesn't so much stand alone anymore. He requires a little bit of help and has to learn to accept the help of others and teamwork and whatnot and it was updated to that and that was fine. It, it worked really well. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of all that, I can't, I I take issue with that opening, crawl. the opening little um, title. Uh, I don't know what to call that. Opening monologue or... No, just not a monologue. What would you call that? Just uh, opening... Di- no, it's...
1: I know. It's like it's just a title screen. It's not even I I wouldn't even call it a title screen. But yeah. It's just a little
0: Because of that opening little message. I'll yeah. call it a message. Yeah. Because of that opening little message, I just I, I just I just can't buy into that. And other people I've heard other people say the same thing. No, like sure. Other people but they're, but we're wrong. These other people, they still like the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's like, I don't buy that message. But also, I've heard people saying that um, there is no connection. Like Tim Allen himself has said that there's no connection between. Hicks. Yes, that there's no connection between this buzz and the buzz and Toy Story, which I think was the point. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just didn't get why they did that. Or, but that's just um, that's just one side of it. That's just kind of the surface. Yeah. Um, I'll let you say your piece on it, and then let's let's go a little bit into the actual movie. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. That opening crawl, I I get where people are coming from with the like of that. Well, if this was actually a '90s movie, it wouldn't be the way that it is. I get that, and I don't disagree with it. That doesn't take me out of it. Um, for me, that opening message was just that very small um connective tissue to kind of tell the audience which should have told the people who were maybe thinking about going to see it that should have been in the marketing at least yeah to at least say that um well this is Andy's favorite movie this is what he saw and this is how he
0: he got buzz or how he became a fan yeah of buzz. i see what you're saying now and yeah. i see now what they were probably go- what they were going for yeah Pro- uh, more than likely what they were going for yeah i guess it just didn't land with a lot of people yeah um well that's that's what ruined it though it's because it's because of the sort of movie they made we can't buy that that the this movie with the story told would have been the same would have been a movie from 95 um so because of that we didn't really people that messages didn't work. I understand, like, that should have told, I don't know, it just didn't land with some people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I hear I hear what you're saying now. Uh, but the message aside. And they could have, you mm-hmm. know, always taken out the year. Yeah. Right? But um, I yeah. guess
1: they maybe wanted to go nostalgic with it or yeah. kind of give a look of, like, oh, our company has has been doing this since 1995. five. Mm-hmm. kind of giving themselves, like, oh. Like a short history yeah. type thing. But, yeah. Other than that, um, going into the actual movie, I really did like the whole story overall. Yeah. Um, there was I've only seen it once, so there were some things I was kind of uh, confused about. Yeah. And it's mainly the uh, older Buzz thing.
0: Yeah. The older buzz thing was interesting, but I feel like it may not have been the best or the most I- or the ideal way to alter ulti- I-, I can see what they were trying to do because I- everything today is all about plot twists uh. and don't get me wrong. I think the idea that you're an older version of yourself. From an alternate timeline or future or whatever is is your own evil worst enemy. I think that is a brilliant concept. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't think it came across. No. That well in this. They didn't really explain it. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they they yeah. I think you're right. They didn't do that good of it. They kind of chalked it up to like, oh, oh alternate timelines and Ooh, blah, 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 whatever. Just accept it. They're yeah. basically saying just just accept that this is happening. And I think audiences have gotten smart enough to where they're, they're like, no, 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 give us an explanation. Yeah. Um, now, some people are very much just like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Just get on with the story. But uh, mm-hmm. other people are just like, no, no, no I want to understand. And Pixar films, they have a, uh, they're known for being so high quality with their storytelling. Yeah. That nowadays there's an expectation with sure. that they have to meet. Mm-hmm. Each one that comes out there's an expectation they have to meet. And this one I guess just didn't quite meet it for some people. I know it, I know I said earlier it didn't quite meet it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh but it still got close. Yeah. Like 80 or 90% to a to uh, of the 100 I had for it. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It, it came close. It was still a very enjoyable movie that I uh, I very much enjoyed and uh man when socks almost floated off into space I had Freaking like Wilson flashback vibes from Castaway. I was just like, Wilson <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I was I was I was afraid. I'm I'm not lying. I was afraid for a good second for Socks. I was like, no. Yeah. And then they grabbed him and I was like, oh my God. I'm like I that's how much I liked his character. I was actually afraid for that socks was gonna float off into space.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, voiced by, uh, I forgot his name, but he directed
0: The Good Dinosaur. Ah, oh, I I really liked that movie. I don't understand why it got a bad rap, because that was the first, uh, and this is true, folks, and and if you're one of the people that didn't like the film, well, you can suck it, because this is how much I liked the film. The Good Dinosaur was the first Pixar film to make me cry. I think ever. I don't think any Pixar film made me cry before.
1: Huh.
0: Um at least as an adult, I can't. remember, But I can't remember when I cried too as a kid. But yeah, the good dinosaur is the first Pixar film to ever make me cry. Yeah. Yeah, I think he also
1: voiced maybe one of the dinosaurs in there too, oh, okay. I remember. But he sucks in in this one, and he does a really good job. He like has good timing with his humor and. Um, his uh every time socks went beep 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 beep, 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 beep it was it was great it it was like never annoying i thought that would get annoying him doing that um yeah but yeah socks was really good It was a really good character um the other characters Taika Waititi's character i forgot any of these names i forgot a lot of these names mm-hmm. by this point but uh I like Taika Waititi's character. This kind of person that... Because it's very Taika Waititi humored with the whole the whole pin thing that they keep bringing that pin up until yeah. he actually really needs it uh, for once. Yeah. Um, the older lady who's technically serve, uh, is on parole or whatever and serving time.
0: That was kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Um and we have Kiki Palmer's character, who uh, is the granddaughter of Buzz's old right. uh, partner in crime. And I thought she was cool. She was good. And she had her funny moments as well.
0: She did, yeah.
1: But um, I, I really do think that the older Buzz thing, I think you had a missed opportunity to have the voice of older Buzz beat Tim Allen.
0: Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right.
1: Because when that happened, I was like... Because I
0: think it was the same guy who ever voiced the old man in Up. It sounded like him. Oh, really? I think it, it was. That's all I was thinking of when I heard him. Because like, mm-hmm. I know I'd heard the voice before, but it wasn't like super familiar to me, and I was just like, that's the old dude from Up.
1: Apparently like, it apparently it was... Uh, I don't know if this is the same guy from Up or not, but uh, it was one of the Brolins. I think it was... Uh, Josh Brolin's father. Oh, really? Is what I read. Or m- remember reading. Oh. But yeah, when he came out of, again, spoilers, but when he came out of Zerg, I was expecting, uh, when I saw Older Buzz, I thought, oh, that's his dad because of Toy Story 2 and that whole thing. Um, with Zerg the whole Luke, I am your father joke in Toy Story 2, I thought that was the route they were going to go. And they didn't. This was the older Buzz, but I just think since Chris Evans was doing this version of Light of Buzz Lightyear, you could have had a miss, missed opportunity to bring back Tim Allen.
0: Yeah, as you're, older Buzz. You're right. By the way, James Brolin did voice the oh, older James Buzz Brolin. in this. Uh, but uh, he, it was he's not the same person who voiced, who voiced Carl. right. Oh, okay. From yeah. up. Mm-hmm. It was that was Edward Anson. Okay. Which is weird because I swear they sounded the same to me. But, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, I agree. Tim Allen, doing the older version of Buzz, that was a, I. I don't. I don't know who didn't think of that, but like that was a huge. Like I don't know. But okay, let me yeah. ask you this though. Do you think that Chris Evans was a was the I? Okay, we all know he was good. Mm. He was really good. Was he ideal, or do you think it would have been better if Tim Allen had done it? Hmm. <sighs> Or do you feel like that would have just further confused the audience to be like, is this our toy? I mean,
1: it could have done that, confused it. But you know, I think if we're getting a younger Buzz, who's only aging by maybe a year, at least, according to the movie, maybe, if at all that that long. I think Chris Evans was a good pick. I just don't know who else would have been better. Yeah, that comes to mind. Um But I think Tim Allen would have Sure it would have been nostalgic And I think we all Would have wanted that mm-hmm. But Since you're going with
0: Yeah
1: A younger Buzz It kind of The voice Wouldn't really fit Or it would kind of be A little bit jarring Maybe
0: I don't know Yeah But
1: I think it would Pretty much confuse A lot of
0: people I do I, I do agree with you though I think I think Tim Allen as the older evil Buzz would have been. I think it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, I really, I really do think that would have been a good way to go. Would have been a nice surprise for the audience.
1: Yeah, would have been a good way to at least honor Tim Allen in a way for yeah, doing I, the voices for
0: that long. Yeah, and uh, I do really. I I did really enjoy um, a lot of the story in this. I liked how, at the end, Buzz had to just ch- he he had he had to completely sabotage what it was he was trying to achieve in order to stop Zerg from mm-hmm. you know doing achieving the antithesis you know of because they're they're both trying to to achieve the exact opposite of their goals yeah and I I do I I do think it was it was kind of uh, I, I think the story could have been could have been better to be honest. Um but it wasn't that bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't that bad and I kinda of, do kinda of like how it turned out. Do you think it's gonna get a sequel? Or do you think it's just because of its because of the uh the mixed reception and how um unimpressively it's done at the box office, I'll say. Yeah. Do you think because of that it's just gonna be like a one and done?
1: I don't know, because I can see both happening. Right. Um I can see it getting the sequel because it was it left it open for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um and where you could probably possibly bring in like those characters from the TV show um into the sequel somehow. Um but I can also see with the fact that maybe it didn't do as well as the other ones, the other Pixar movies, I can see them kind of just being like, yeah, we'll just leave it alone because it seems like, I mean, you have two big actors who are like, yeah, I don't get this. Why, why they do that? I don't understand. It's a good,
0: it's a good story, but it's just, it's not, it's, you know, it's not our buzz. Well, my only thing is that I don't understand where the story could go from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is very different from the premise. Here is a is to me it's a very different from that from the premise of the of the of the cartoon show. Yeah. Cause, uh, because to me here they're pretty much cut off from Star Command. Uh-huh. They they're in like deep space and they can't they can't they can't escape. And when I when they found a way to do it, they had to destroy it to stop Zerg from achieving his goal. So. That's now and now they've accepted that this this new planet they've been on is going to be their new home. This is where they're going to be. And uh wait, didn't, didn't the movie end with them taking off and going into space somewhere?
1: Yeah, somewhere to do something. Oh. Like some I some, don't know some other mission.
0: I don't if they, if they if they remain cut off from Star Command, I don't I don't see how those other characters are going to come in. Yeah. Uh, because when you said the other characters from the show, I th- I'm thinking of the people who are his partners. Mm-hmm. Um, because he has three. He has a he has a little robot. Yeah. The girl, who. She's like an alien. Yeah. She's like the Gamora. She's Yeah. She's like the Gomorrah of that, and then the the big other big guy. guy. Yeah. Um, they uh, but honestly, like those characters are now replaced by the these the other three you talked about. Yeah. Paroli, Takawatiti, and of course, I, yeah, the granddaughter. Ki, yeah, Kiki Palmer.
1: Name? Kiki Palmer's character.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her name. You know, they're all, those are, so I feel like there's no room for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not sure what 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 you could do with the story from here. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. The writers could come up with something brilliant, something very interesting, but honestly, I can't think of I can't think of a way for them to continue it to where it won't seem like just like a pointless sequel. Yeah. But who knows? Um, I don't really care the way. If if we get in a couple years if we get a light year two, awesome, I'll go watch it. But if it's uh, if not, then that's fine with me. Cool. Yeah. Um, so um,
1: Last thing I will say though is that I like the callbacks to all of his catchphrases.
0: Yeah, I I liked. I think I liked most of them. One or two of them felt forced. Mm-hmm. But uh, the last one at the end, not today's Zerg, that that mm-hmm. that to me uh, landed the best, mainly because of the awesome shot we got of whenever he ejected from the from his pilot seat and he we saw the we saw the wings coming finally. Yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, I really, I yeah, I really enjoy that, and I like how I do. I will say this, even though some of them didn't land for me, and a lot. I think a lot of this is because of what I'm about to say. But I will say this: I do appreciate how Chris Evans was not afraid to lean into the corniness of delivering those lines. Oh yeah, he was purposely just like, "No, nah, we should lean more into the corny side of it." I think I would have preferred him to lean in, into a more serious and more. Epic side of it, but I I actually think the corny way to go, it's it it was okay. It was still it still worked, yeah. and I uh, I I still really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. The first line about the planet, him crashing on the planet, and all of that stuff. Yeah, that he said was it brought a smile to my face for sure. Right. What would you uh, rate it? Mm, I'll give it a. I'll give it a six out of ten. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Damn, a 6. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Now we're considering mine. I thought you were going to give it like an 8.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I I mean I'm kind of going back and forth between 6 and 7, but the only reason it's a 6 is because they didn't really explain well enough the the time line
0: stuff. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7 just because I had a good t- I had a very good time watching it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um I feel like it it's solid. Yeah. It's, a, it's a solid, good good movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7. Sweet. 7 out of 10. Speaking of heroes in outer space shooting lasers at each other, um, <clears throat> our next topic is going to be over the new uh, Star Wars Disney Plus uh, series that just finished not too long ago. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Which was surprisingly only six episodes long.
1: This is one thing I hate about Disney Plus is doing right now is these six episode stuff because I mean you had WandaVision have nine. Nine. Mandalorian's like
0: what? Eight. 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 Both seasons were eight.
1: Yeah. Um, Boba Fett was only six.
0: I think it was seven. Oh, maybe you're right.
1: Yeah. But like, uh, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, six, um, Ms. Yeah. Marvel, which is really, really good. Um, that's six. And I think it should be more. I mean, it should be more if the story calls for more, but the fact that it just seems like they're very limiting, limiting their yeah. creators on stuff like that kind of sucks. Right. But yeah, this, this is no different. I feel like we could have gotten a lot more story here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, um. So when did you finish it? A couple days ago. Okay. So it was pretty fresh. Yeah, a bit. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um I really liked it overall. Mhm. I enjoyed it. Ian McGregor was fantastic throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Seeing him back as Obi-Wan was the absolute best thing about the show. Yeah. I really did I I really do like how they let Hayden Christensen come back as both Anakin in the flashback scenes and as Darth Vader. Mhm. I like how they let him Like, of course they used James Earl Jones as the voice of Vader of course you know but I do like how they let they made it very clear it was hitting Chris under, underneath. underneath yeah. and I, I do like how he got to do that um, there were a few times in the show I think that Vader was not ideally shot well I will say like 90% 80-90% of the time he was shot very well uh-huh. But then like that other 10 to 20% of the time, I was like, oh, you could have captured him better or he could have, he could have walked better than that or whatever. Um, what scenes? Yeah, I think it was one of the scenes is when he got up from his throne. Uh, Like at the very first? No, it was like toward of the end, I think. Oh, okay. Or some, somewhere in there. So when he got from his throne, the way he did it, I was just like, ew. because mm. it's Vader... It's- vader's a tall order vader we're all very specific we're all just like you gotta get it just right because we've seen vader is the absolute best which vader is absolute absolute best is has always been the empire strikes back Mm. like i remember watching a new hope and a new hope is my favorite star wars movie absolute favorite star wars movie is where is the very beginning Uh where it all started the original movie but the empire strikes back The last time I watched that, I was like, oh my god, I forgot how fucking good Vader is in this. Vader is really fucking good in The Empire Strikes Back. He is like the absolute best in that movie. And he really is. It's because he is the sole main antagonist of that movie. Yeah. He's not so much the main antagonist in the first Star Wars movie. The main, I mean... I mean, think about it. The main antagonist of the first Star Wars, One of the... I think the more main antagonist of the first Star Wars movie is um, Admiral Tarkin and the Death Star. I think the Death Star pretty much mainly is the main yep. enemy. Uh, but I think Vader is... Um, yeah, no, Vader is the absolute main antagonist of um, The Empire Strikes Back. And he shines the best in that one. Um... And James Earl Jones was just on his absolute fucking a game in that movie. Mm. Not just—he's always voiced the character very well, but he went like he just did like an extra, went the extra mile in *The Empire Strikes Back*. He was just on point with 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 the voicing of Vader in that movie. I'm surprised how clearly they keep calling him, calling on him to come back and voice the character occasionally. Yeah and uh i am surprised at how well he his voice is his voice work for Vader is holding up it's pretty good yeah
1: i think they uh modulated his voice a little bit to sound younger
0: yeah and that's fine yeah it works yeah it's it's not a nitpick yeah. as uh, long as i can make it sound good yeah. that's enough for me yeah but still like i feel like he has to i feel like he he has to come in S- strong enough, yeah, for them to, to make it work, yeah, um, so it has to perform, yeah. So, but uh, anyways, uh, and yeah, Vader is kind of, is the main antagonist in this. I just had issues with with some of the story beats. Um, I have a very particular issue with Riva's story, especially at the end. Yeah, I was very confused as to why they they did that with what they did with her I was really starting off I was like okay you're very one note one uh, clearly one-dimensional evil right now yeah. but you have an agenda and I'm curious to see where that takes you yeah and then her story got far more complex and like was it episode four was it? I know it was mainly in episode five. But was there any? Did her story start getting complex in episode four? or Was it pretty much episode five? Uh, it was probably episode five mainly. Yeah, episode five. That's when she became a two dimensional character. Uh, um, that's when she became like a more two or three dimensional character. She became much more complex and interesting. Yeah. And I was just like, I like this. Yeah. This is good. And I liked how it was all ending for her because it all made sense to me. But then whether well, it did in episode six, I don't. I, I really didn't on her part. I didn't like it all. I really didn't like it. Um, Yeah, let's get the negatives out of the way. Then we can talk about the amazing positive. Especially the particular amazing positive. Um, Sure. And you know what I'm talking about. We're going to save that for last. Um, Yeah, episode six. Whenever she uh, she discovers... She just discovers Luke. Discovered... And I guess uh, even though that message was a little jarbled up or whatever, she was able to decipher. But it never made it clear to us, which I think ultimately was a good thing. But it also, if it's confused at the same time, like, did she figure out that that's Vader's kid? Did she figure out that it's a... Or does she just know that it's a a Jedi kid? Yeah. But ultimately, we don't know. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't think it matters anyway. Um, Yeah. But I don't like... um, I did not like her whole pursuit, you know, her whole attack on the on on um their 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 farm and and Owen and Maru fending her off and Luke running from her and Aunt Maru and Uncle Owen are strapped. Yeah, no, I was I I liked how they were fighters. Yeah, and I I always bought that.
1: Mm.
0: I always bought that. Maybe I I I buy that. There they were uh, prepared for anything. I I I always uh, bought that. About them. And uh, I I did like that aspect of it. Yeah. Actually, no, I take that back. I can't... Looking at at them both in in A New Hope, I don't see that. Yeah, it's... Yeah. But I did like it here.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I liked it, but at the same time knowing in nine to ten years how they die.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, what happened? They, They held off a wounded Sith, but they... Stormtroopers took care yeah. of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and boy, did stormtroopers take care sure. of them. They were burnt alive. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Uh, I felt like this was a very unnecessary thing to do in the story at the end. I don't understand why they chose to do it. Especially because they kept cutting back to it uh-huh. during the final battle of the show. Uh-huh. Which was clearly the whole thing the show was building up to so why would you cut away from that awesome everything that was awesome about that final battle to this and and from what i understand almost everybody at least from what i can tell Uh did not like what they did with reeve at the end they were very much like why why for why um clearly they're putting her on a path of redemption or whatever and she's the, the idea is that she's going to get her own spinoff or she's going to appear in other stuff. I am not looking forward to that. I kind of feel like she should have just died in episode five. Yeah. I feel like that would... Okay, now I understand, you know, in real life, you know, I, I think everyone is be worthy of being redeemed. But we're we're talking about storytelling here yeah and in this particular case this the her story would have made more sense, and it would have came across it would have been more fitting for a character for her to die at the end, because everything she was trying to do, she was trying to gain vengeance against Vader, but she was going about it the absolute wrong way sure, and uh i feel I feel like everything she was trying to do she was doing uh, but then of course, and then Vader revealed, you know, well, I always knew just was yeah. using you. And I feel like her death would have totally have uh, had a bigger impact. Yeah. Uh, for her, the end of her character. And yeah. I feel like I feel like that would have been ballsy just to kill her off like that. And but doing it this way, I I don't I know why they did it, and I'm just like yeah, but because of why you did it, you forced it, and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like, I what really bugs me the most about it is Luke being in danger at that age? I don't, that's not, I feel like Luke should have always just been like absolutely fucking safe Mm. until the events of A New Hope. Sure. That's my thing with it. Um, Before we go into, there's not much more I want to talk about other than the final battle, which we'll get to. But uh, if you want, before we do that, let's hear your thoughts about how they handled Reva. What, What do you, what do you think about it?
1: Uh, no, I'm on board basically with what you said. Um, I think that uh, she just came off as just this angry, angry person who's yeah. trying to find Obi-Wan Kenobi for whatever reason. Maybe it's to impress Vader, that's or at least that's what we assume at the start. Um, but of course, once her story arc starts to get a little bit more complex and re- we realize that she's on this revenge thing and just kind of using the Inquisitor... Ranks to get closer to Vader and then eventually she'll betray him, which of course that doesn't work out Um, I started getting more interested and of course that towards the end I didn't feel like her redemption wasn't really earned Um, so I don't know what they're planning on doing with this Riva character I think it would have been more fitting had she died by the, by the uh, hand of Vader at the end of episode 5 because uh, she still could have had that arc of, like, well, I I wasn't him, was I? And it's like, no, you weren't him. Um, but I mean, I guess what they're trying to do with that, with her going after Luke, was that, you know, she had the opportunity to kill a kid, Anakin's kid. However, she found out that it was his kid. Um, of course, she saw herself as the youngling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what kind of made her, like, yeah. If I do kill this kid, I will become mm, yeah. Vader. But uh, again, I think if you wanted to go that route, you probably needed more episodes.
0: But yeah. maybe not even not even maybe do it towards Luke. But that's it, another thing about it. Yeah. Her whole her whole going after um, Luke was so rushed. Yeah. That's like that that that's definitely a big part of it that I never considered, yeah, but you're right it, it is so rushed, but yeah, like it, it wasn't just it period, which people have an issue with, uh-huh. it was the way they displayed it execute and displayed it, yeah, it just didn't work yeah. um we see what they're going for, and I can appreciate that, yeah, but you could, but yeah, they needed more if they were gonna do that, they needed more time, and um I'm sorry, but it, and it's in the sixth episode. Limited, clearly limited series, uh, that's clearly building up to a final battle between Obi Wan and Darth Vader before they meet ten years later again in uh, in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to keep it tight and you got to keep it focused completely on that. That said, so they fight twice. They have an encounter in at the end of Episode Three, where Obi Wan totally gets his ass kicked, which. That's another thing about the show. I I kind of had an issue with, but I kind of understood what they were trying to do. Um, It's always entertaining to see the hero struggle, but I feel like in Obi Wan's case, this shouldn't have been the case. I feel like he should have had his powers intact. I would have been okay with him being a little rusty. Yeah, I would have been okay. I mean, in in the in the um, Revenge of the Sith they had just gotten done fighting that they they had both been fighting a war for the past several years their skills are fine tuned in in revenge of the sith now i i feel like obi-wan should have been actually actively helping people in small ways across tatooine keeping keeping his jedi skills honed mm. enough but when he comes into contact with Vader, he's incredibly rusty still. He's just like, ooh, I gotta get I've lost a step. But in this one, he's he lost like five. Sure. Um that it, it's great though, because whenever he makes a comeback at the end, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it would have been I I feel like it would have been fine if he was just rusty and then he couldn't really hold Vader and and then have them fight again. But whatever. Because when they fight at the when they fight again, they they truly fight at the end. Dude. Legendary. Yeah. Legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Oh my God. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader's fight at the end of the show is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It was... Okay, I gotta say this. It is the best... We haven't even really gotten any. I think... wasn't Isn't this the first proper lightsaber duel that Disney Star Wars has actually given us? Wait, no, no, no. Kylo, uh, you know, we, we, we've had Kylo and Ray. Yeah. I feel We're like. We're talking Disney Plus series, I think this is. Yeah, but still Disney. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, okay, yeah. I forget Kylo and Ray. Kylo and Ray, yeah. It's just that a lot of their Star Wars films haven't had, Star Wars, haven't had lightsaber battles. Yeah, I mean, last year I didn't. Last year I didn't, yeah. Last year I didn't have any. Uh, there was just that one moment whenever uh, in the flashback sequence, uh, Ben and Luke connect sabers. That's the yeah. only time you saw sabers, two sabers connect. Mm -hmm. clash or whatever uh but no this is the best lightsaber battle that disney's disney's version of star wars has ever given us and i gotta say it contends with quite a few of the lightsaber battles in lucas's version of star wars Uh um i first i first have people say it's like in their top three i'm not sure i'd put it quite that high um, but it's it's it, I think it makes five for me. I think because it was damn if it wasn't good. Plus, I do like how this fight itself really did help bridge the gap a little bit between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope because I I've always wondered. No, I kind of always understood. Well, not even actually no. The, the okay, so that line Vader has. To Obi Wan, where he says, "When we last left, I was but the learner. Now I am the master." That to me made more sense in *A Revenge of the Sith* than it did here. Mm-hmm. I will say this though: um, this show really does help um, Obi Wan's reaction to Vader when he meets him, because we were always like, "Why, would, why wouldn't he just call him in again?" But this, this show helps bridge the fact that he knows Anakin is fully dead and this is Darth Vader now. Yeah. And this also helps, you know, us understand, like, why he knows what he knows. It, it did help, because he tells Luke all this stuff about Vader. Like, he's more machine now than man. He betrayed and murdered your father. And uh, Hayden Christensen's best line is just like, I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't murder... You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Best line of the whole series. And then... Obi-Wan says that my friend is truly dead goodbye Darth like truly acknowledging like you are no longer Anakin Skywalker you are Darth Vader yeah um I liked that whole side of it um damn what he did with the boulders I have never seen Obi-Wan that powerful before that was insane yeah um what did you like most about that fight (sighs)
1: hmm
0: um Well, I like
1: the use of Force pushing, not only in this fight, but the fight with Reva and Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, That was cool. Yep. Seeing Obi-Wan protect himself using the Force while Darth Vader was throwing the boulders on top of him. was cool. Um, But what really left an impression on my mind was the fact that Obi-Wan cut his helmet. Yeah. That's how you kind of connect that uh, scar that he has that yeah. you see in uh, Return of the Jedi yeah with that
0: and just the mix of Hayden Christensen's voice with the Darth Vader voice yeah that was good was great at one point the voices kind of they kind of melded yeah. into one new voice yeah which I thought was was actually no you know what oh, I might be wrong here but I'm <clears> making a <throat> speculation right now I think that voice we heard might have been the uh, it might have been um was it was probably supposed to sound exactly like the voice of whoever whoever uh speaks as vader unmasked at the end of return of the jedi
1: Mm.
0: maybe yeah Uh, i I have to go back and listen but no that lightsaber fight at the end is so freaking cool i went to youtube and watched it again there you can go to youtube and you can watch an edited version of the fight where it doesn't cut to any of the reva stuff yeah you could tell where the cuts and edits happen that are supposed to cut to the Reva stuff, but you get to watch the whole thing uninterrupted, and it's awesome. Yeah.
1: I also saw one where they switched out the music and they put uh Battle of the Heroes mixed in. What was Battle of the Heroes? It was the fight it was this, the music that Obi Wan and Anakin fight to it. At
0: because, the very end? After yeah. Duel of the Fates? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I was that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um I will say this I'm not this show, as awesome as this was, and that battle at the end was awesome. um This show, as much as it kind of helped elevate Star Wars, it also at the same time meddled with it and uh it left me feeling frustrated to the point to where it's like um it just further proved to me that Disney's star wars as as good as it can be sometimes, just can't, isn't consistent. It can't it can't be consistent and uh say what you want about george lucas's version of star wars but at least it was consistent um i think they're t- i think disney is just too concerned about pleasing the fans and lucas was always just wanting to tell the story he wanted to tell and even if even when we didn't like versions of that story eventually people turned back and appreciated what he was doing so i don't know like for me Disney I think Disney is starting to skate on thin ice when it comes to Star Wars. I think it, given what they've done recently with Boba Fett and how they kind of undid the powerful ending of Mandalorian season 2 and and they returned it to the they returned it to the status quo of Mando and Grogu together again and that's what we're going to get going into season 3. I thought that was a huge mistake and now I don't really see a progression of story. Um I just see them pandering to people who just want to see baby yoda and, i'm all for baby yoda oh no i love baby yoda but I, but them but i feel like they're gonna force but them forcing him into the story when john favreau i think i believe john favreau wanted baby yoda out of mando's story
1: uh.
0: um and he wanted to just move forward without him but then of course they're just like no you, and i guess Disney disney's actually like, no you can't do that we need baby yoda back in there he's our cash cow he's our new cash cow figure and it's just like he's our he's our baby group, oh, and yeah, it's sure. like ugh, okay, and then of course they he they went ahead. And, I think they went ahead and made him fix that in Boba Fett because they're just like no no we're gonna we want him back for like the entire season. Ugh, yeah. And I just don't I don't think that was a good call. I think it's going to affect the storytelling of Mando's third season. That's what I think anyway. I hope I'm wrong. I hope his third season is is all kinds of amazing. Yeah, but. Um, I just, my main issue with it is that to me it just kind of undoes or diminishes the powerful ending we got at the end of season two. It was a short-lived goodbye, should have been a long one. Sure. I felt like it it really should have been a long one and what should have happened was we should have had Mando go off and do however many seasons they want him to do and then when they end it they should have had him then go at the they should have had it ended with him going to, to going to Grogu. Uh They should have ended it with him going to Grogu and saying and, and seeing him again. Then that would have been more well-deserved. But they've taken that away now, so fuck them. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking bitter about this, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'll tell you how I really feel. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, as much as I enjoy Obi-Wan Kenobi, I have issues with it. If uh, Disney continues to disappoint me in pretty crucial ways, like what they what they've done with uh what i just talked about with baby yoda and mando season three and um how they kind of um almost ruined the epic battle uh, at the end with, with cutting back to riva's shit mm-hmm. so it's like you almost ruined the whole point of your show your awesome final battle by cutting back to a pointless story beat with riva they, they didn't need to be there um if they continue to do this i'm not just I, i'm at the point now where i'm just like I might just write off Star Wars for a while. We're just, or we're all together, just like, whatever, I'm done. But at the same time, I don't believe that because Star Wars is always something I'm going to be drawn back to. But at the same time, if I... It's 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 there's, it's there's a double-edged sword. On the one hand, I love Star Wars, and I want to see more stuff that Star Wars, especially when it's awesome. When it's awesome, I feel enriched as a fan. And I'll always come back because of that. But then when you see it kind of tampered with or worse, butchered, you feel nothing but hurt. And Because it's such a It's an IP that we all That I cherish mm-hmm. And um, We all grew up with it So And Disney I think now they're handling it I think they are handling it better sp- Than when they did When they started off uh, To me it lacks consistency And I think consistency is key Especially when it comes to you know, Storytelling such as Star Wars Yeah
1: But you also gotta remember this is also Lucasfilm. It's not just Disney.
0: I mean, yeah, but I don't know. To me, it's I know Lucasfilm is its own, it kind of like its own thing under the Disney banner, mm-hmm. but I really feel like the Disney execs have are are are, are putting. Sure, they their, put, they put their two cents. Into yeah, they it, put their they put their two they're putting the two cents, and they're also. Lucasfilm I, I, is the main thing. I really think they. I don't know anything, I'm just assuming, but I really do think they had something to do with uh, pushing Favreau to put Grogu back into it. Because I was just like, that was, that to me would just felt like it was very forced. I mean, it, it, also could, it could have
1: been both. It could have been Disney film and Lucasfilm.
0: I don't think so. Because Lucasfilm is profiting off of it as well. It's not just Disney. No, I know, but, but I'm talking about, I don't know. I, I, I don't think John Favreau had that in mind because the original was like oh
1: yeah John Faber probably not
0: no Lucas that's what I'm sure. no I mean, yeah that's what I'm talking okay yeah that okay fine yeah some execs at Lucasfilm along with Disney execs probably <clears throat> but still same you know same thing yeah you know but um i don't know i, I hope it, i hope it continues to get better i can always hope it's kind to cuz the that, whole reason the Mandalorian exists was because uh
1: John Faber wanted to do a Boba Fett story but Lucasfilm was like oh, we're not going to give you Boba Fett and he's like, okay, well, I want to make my own Boba Fett story, but this—it's not going to be Boba Fett. But this is what I would have liked
0: for it to happen. Mm.
1: Thus, so the Mandalorian was born.
0: That became, his and then chain. he got to do Boba Fett, and he totally shit the bed on Boba Fett. How well, he helped?
1: F- it was mainly—I thought it was his, Robert Rodriguez. Oh. Rodriguez's,
0: uh, oh, that's probably why. Main thing. I. Yeah, so okay, I, I think I it was you or someone else who told me that like John Favreau did Boba Fett. No, he didn't do it, do it. He
1: he he'll produced it for sure.
0: But he didn't write or direct anything? He, I think he directed an episode. Probably probably like that fifth episode where it was when Mando came Mano. back. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. That was not the best episode. Well, actually no, that was I think it was
1: five. I think that was Dallas Howard.
0: Oh yeah, Bryce, yes. she directed it, but did Favreau write it?
1: Uh I I would favor a guess a bit
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. She needs to. They need to give her the wheel on Star Wars. She clearly gets it. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Um, Because because uh, McGregor was so good in 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 his role, and because that final the final battle between him and Vader uh, between Owen and Vader at the end was so awesome, and um, all the little things that kind of do help that do tie back into New Hope in a good way. This is this this is more than I think I should give it, but I'm I'll give it an eight. will oh, there as well. I give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. I really love
1: the actress that they got for uh, Young Leia. Yeah, she was good. She's great. I, Although I, I do did not like that the f- she got captured again. I think that was where for me the story got bogged down a bit. Yeah. You could have had the first two, maybe even three episodes have very Leia-featured stuff. Mm-hmm. Get her back home, and then you have the rest of your season to focus on your Anakin-Obi-Wan
0: That's what it story. should have been, man. It yeah. should have just been about like getting Obi-Wan to rescue Leia, or maybe even something else. Something to draw him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And then focus, and then towards the end, focus on him and focus on him and Vader, and that's it. Yeah, I feel like they were just trying to do too much, too many things with it. They were just trying to include too many story beats, and it's like you only have six episodes. Like, come on, people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I really did enjoy seeing uh, seeing Liam Neeson back as Qui, Qui- Gon's Force Ghost at the end. Yeah. I told I knew that was gonna I knew that was coming. Of course. Um, and that pushed me to finally watch. The finale because I was putting that off for too long, and I finally saw something online about it, and I was just like, "That's my fault." All right, I'm gonna watch the finale. Plus, <laughs> but I was just like, "I don't care." I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, they were they, they were know. they were alluding it to. They were preluding to it too much, not too much, but like they were they were clearly like hinting that that was gonna that was what was gonna happen. Um, and he did look a bit old, of course. I'm surprised it didn't. It looks like it's like Liam Neeson didn't want them to de-age him. It's like he was like, no, just put me in the just put I'm surprised me. Surprised they didn't de-age Hayden in that flashback. He looked like he was de-aged. No. He looked like he was slightly. I I I feel especially in the in the flashback, with with their duel. Yeah. Their prior their, their training match. They were both. Slightly not even well, for noticeably. sure, even McGregor for sure was uh, honestly. I dead. saw it more and more in Hayden. I saw it more and there's a YouTube video out there that fixes that. Really, uh huh. I have to look. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I need to go back and watch it again. because um, that's the first thing I noticed. I feel so. like you don't have to do that with Ewan McGregor. He looks so good these days. He does look great, he ages well.
1: Oh, yeah. How old is he?
0: I don't know. I feel like he's in his late 40s yeah he's probably he's gotta be close he's gotta be uh, approaching 50 if not already there yeah uh, but man yeah 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 he looks good um, but yeah Ian McGregor I hope this puts him I know he's been kind of getting a resurgence a little bit but I feel like I hope this really gets him like back on the map for people because I feel like he is such an underappreciated actor and he's just but he he's just really good mm-hmm. I think but I think after Star Wars he just wasn't getting a lot of good work uh, yep. or at least noticeable work he um, there's a couple movies he did I, I remember checking out this one movie he did and I feel like I didn't really get it and I remember trying to like it just because he was in it and then I watched it with some girl years ago like years and years and years ago and I was just like well that wasn't good. and she was just like that wasn't very good and I was like yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah no, but uh, but then he's, he, he there All the films he's done since then are very small budget films.
1: Yeah.
0: He did one with Hugh Jackman. I forgot what it's called. I knew it was called for the longest time, but I forgot what it's called. But it's really good. It is really good. Hugh Jackman kind of plays the villain in it. Mm. And um, I I, I actually quite enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, I hope. hope. Oh, yeah, Doctor Sleep. He was really good in that. Even though... I didn't like some of the directing choices in that. I thought he was really good in it.
1: Nice. I still haven't seen that one. Oh, dude, you got
0: to you should watch it. It's not that it's not a bad movie. It just could have been much better. It's a here. But um, I'm a big fan of Mike Flanagan's
1: work since yeah. Hill House and Bly Manor and Midnight Mass, so you
0: need to watch it. Yeah. I um no, I really did enjoy that. I think the, I think, yeah, no, the absolute best thing about this show was definitely the the final battle at the in the last episode. I do, I do like, whenever Vader gets off the ship and he and like that shot of of, uh, both of them standing opposite each other and then you can see like like it, it's really dark. Freaking Disney Plus needs to fix their lighting when it comes to like the. I don't, do you have issues whenever they shoot a night Whenever you're watching a night scene on Disney Plus. Like like Marvel and Star Wars, and it's like night. It's a nighttime scene. Do you have issues seeing what's what the is going on, or can you see it just fine on your TV? No, I can see it fine. I mean, it could be just the <sighs> the mode that my TV is in. I've tried to change my mode, but when I go back and watch something else, everything looks weird because yeah. I, I've had to distort the color to a point or brighten it up to a point to where it's like it's unnatural for yeah. anything else. Um, no, it's not like uh, Battle of Winterfell bad. For me oh it's more, dude i had no issue watching that i had no issue watching that uh, when that aired but like mm-hmm. but now that's the problem for me mm-hmm. with all the disney plus stuff but still uh you can still see like a in that shot i was talking about you can see like a like a planet or a moon in the distance in the sky kind of gave you like an idea of the scope of of just where they were at yeah and i really like that um yeah no uh, that 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 made the show for me I was just like, damn, this is cool. Yeah. Um, But
1: I did believe that. I think they established a good way to say that Obi-Wan had not just a couple of step backs, but a lot of step backs with when he first fought Vader again. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, he's distraught. Sure, he's. Probably trying to do the training that Yoda told him to do with Qui-Gon.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, he's very much let go. Yeah. And uh, to me, that there was a little... That I felt like there was inconsistency there. It's like, okay, you let go, but you're still trying to reach through to Qui-Gon. Like, I think he would know. Like, if I... It just... I get it, though. Like Qui-Gon I, said I, at I, the I, end, is like, well, you just weren't ready to see. No, I get it, because of the way they wrote it. And it made sense. And it, and it, but at the same time, like, I really... For me, I think it would have been better if he had, uh, if he had, if he had just lost a beat or just lost, like I said, like lost a step that that and just been just a tad rusty. That would have been. I think that would have been better for me. And if if he had been just trying to help people in small ways, but not trying to be noticeable, mm. uh, which to me is very Obi Wan like. So, I would have. I think I would have appreciated that much more. But I see what they were going for, and I can appreciate that. I just think I just see a more ideal way they could have done it. Uh, yeah, sure. And I do um, like
1: that the fact that they didn't go old Luke Skywalker with them. They did the opposite.
0: Oh, I think I see I, I think I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Um everyone was very much of like, well, we lost
1: Jedi's done. It's mm-hmm. over. And then, of course Leia gets taken and he's like I'm not the Jedi I once was. And then of course Bill goes to Tatooine to talk him into it and he's like, "Alright, fine, I'll do it." fast forward to Luke.
0: Still doesn't do much until the very, very end. Till the very end. <sighs> but but I don't I enjoyed it. I will definitely be watching that fight over and over again because that is probably one of the top 10 fights in Star Wars now. Mhm. Uh-huh. Um but other than other than that build up and uh the the stuff between Vader and Obi Wan and Ian McGregor's fantastic. I, I don't feel like the show had much else to offer. The Inquisitors I thought were interesting, but they kind of fell flat for me at the end. I felt like they were almost, you almost didn't have to have them. They were well, they, help, they helped help with they Red helped serve as a as a as a as a posing threat other than Vader because they were building up to Vader, uh, but at the same time. I mean once Vader came into the fold, they were useless. There was no need for them. It's just letting you know that if you're if you're interested in these characters, yeah. go watch Rebels. Yeah, I get I get that.
1: But whatever. Crap, I had another thought. Uh I did like Vader grabbing the ship at the end. That was cool. Tearing it apart.
0: Oh, in episode five. Yeah, episode five. That was pretty cool. However, I don't understand how how he did, he missed that other ship. I think they I don't I think they didn't do a very good job shooting that. I think it's cool because it's paralleling to the flashback. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, he sees what he wants to see. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. I get it, but I feel like that should have been uh, that should have been a little more clear to the audience. Um, I don't know, like I. It's one of those things where it's like they want us to think but I'm just like you don't want to make the audience think too much especially if they're clearly not going to arrive at where you want them to get to. But This is where I think or I disagree
1: with you where it's I think they pretty much nailed it on the head with this one. I don't think they're making
0: you think too much. I do like the shot I do like how he grabbed the ship. I thought that was a boss move. I was just like oh fuck yeah that's Vader. Mm -hmm. But even if it does tie in, I still don't. I still don't like how that ship just suddenly was like there. I, I, because it was just behind that
1: one. Yeah, it was. Just, it just was just behind that
0: one. It was just like magic. It was just like it magically appeared. I get it. When you think about it, in the sense, it's like okay, I get what they were going for, but to me, like you still gotta, you have to somehow con- convey what it is you want the audience to think, and not just expect that. Not a lot of people did. Now clearly there's a connection. Some people have thought about it. Some people have th- thought about it, but a lot of people didn't, and including you, yeah, yeah, because it's it's that it's just one of those things where it's it's right in that fine line or sweet spot area where it's like where it's like you're trying to do something, and you don't want to be too obvious, but like it's something you you were it's something that uh, connects to something that you had mentioned earlier. But you want your audience to get to make the connection when you display it. But you have to display it in a way to where they make the connection. And they didn't do that. The connection it, it, is it, it, there.
1: Yeah, the connection is there.
0: It is, yeah. but they did. But they didn't help the. uh They didn't help display it in a way to where the audience were able, was able to make the connection. That's all I'm saying. I think you're you're in the minority. Well, of I guess. fucking disagree. <laughs> so the shot was cool. And
1: grabbing the ship was awesome. I'm not just talking about the shot. I'm just talking about the whole progression to it towards that shot. Yeah. The whole flashback sequence, it went, it paralleled everything. Anakin getting the upper hand. Flashback to now. Anakin and Vader have the upper hand. Go back to the flashback. Obi-Wan gets the upper hand and tells him why you're too focused on winning. That's going to be your downfall. Flashback to now. now. Obi-Wan gets the upper hand because he flips it on Vader. Because Vader, like Anakin in the past has tunnel vision. And that's why he just goes straight for that ship. Instead of looking oh there's a ship. Oh, there's another ship right there. I should probably check that one because this might be a ruse. But no, he just it's just tunnel vision. He goes
0: grabs it out of the air. I get it, and when you think and when you stop and go back and think about it it makes sense. But in the moment I just disagree with you. I don't feel like they were able to convey to convey it in that way that they that they should have. I it just didn't land with me it just just didn't land with me man that's all i'm just didn't connect no it didn't connect i i get it now that i go back and i put the pieces together i can but i feel like you should be able to do that in the moment too and i wasn't able to and a lot of people weren't able to either some but i do but i do agree with you like they did a good job going back i agree with almost everything just about everything else you said they did a good job going back and forth with the flashback and and what was what was going on yeah because uh kenobi obi-wan at one point said like He's going to do this first. He's going to be more great. He's just going to go right in. Oh, how do you know that? He's just like... And then it cuts back to their, them fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Because he knows. He trained the guy. So yeah. like... Yeah. But then that one moment... It just... That, that just didn't land with me. Uh, I just didn't make that connection. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. All I remember is that... I really did love that shot of him stopping... Of grabbing the ship. Just like... You're not fucking going anywhere. That was a pretty fucking cool shot. And... If they're going to give us more Vader, in some ways, uh-huh. I want to see some more of that shit. Oh, yeah, Not too much. Play. You don't want to give too much, but I want to see some more of that shit. Especially from the comics. I've, I've seen some stuff from the comics that's pretty damn cool. You know, if he could do that, why didn't he... Never mind. <laughs> that, yeah, this is inconsistent. back. That goes back to inconsistency. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. People make comic,
1: comics, and it makes Vader way cooler and gives them a little bit more power makes them a little bit more intimidating and you know we're used to the Vader from the 70s 80s which were kind of limited on stuff on how they on how they could choreograph a fight and stuff like that. Yeah. So but you know it's just one of those things. Modern stuff they want to do something way cooler and out there that back then you couldn't really do without it looking weird I guess but uh
0: well I hope uh, their next Disney plus show um is as, as much as I like this one it could have been better yeah what's the next one they're doing Andor. that's right I've heard I've heard interesting things about that one I hope that one's better yeah. Or just better for what it's going to be. Not saying that it has to hit the same kind of heights this one did. Yeah. Because this one when it hit its heights, hit the heights.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, but I hope it's more consistent and it's good in its own way. And I hope uh, I don't really have as many discrepancies with it as I did with this. So I hope they continue to, to do good and better as they as they go along. Because okay, last thing, and then we're gonna close out. Do you think? Do you think at this point we're getting too much Star Wars? Or do you feel like this is good, getting all this background and getting all these uh, Disney Plus shows now and whatever?
1: I think it's good. Um, I do wish that they go more Mandalorian route, which is just doing more stories that don't have to rely on uh, the main characters that we know and building it out.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a that's again it's a double edged sword it's like yeah it's great or right a double edged right. lightsaber yeah a double sided lightsaber oh, right. <laughs> um it's it's very much like we we, we don't what uh, man it's like when Force Awakens mm. came out we had we hadn't had a Star Wars film in like what over ten years or almost ten wait almost ten yeah years. ten years it had been a long time so. When we when it came out, it was it was a huge box office success. But now we're getting a lot of Star Wars, and I think as time goes on, time's gonna tell how bankable Star Wars is, especially if we're getting too much of it. Because clearly, what they're doing with Star Wars, and someone did tell me this, and I, I disagreed with them at the time, but now I I agree with them. Mm-hmm. They're they're making they're they're trying to make Star Wars what the MCU is, and. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but if you're going to do that you need someone of a Kevin Feige capacity at the helm and they don't have that. Yeah. And because of that star, their version of Star Wars is always going to be inconsistent because as as much as this kind of helped bridge that this Obi-Wan Kenobi show helped bridge gaps between Revenge of the Sith and the New Hope and also kind of created some inconsistencies from what I understand but we won't talk about that there's too many to count. Um, I enjoyed it I hope better from Andor um, and I hope that Disney star Wars just continues to get better and continues to please us. Um, cause I would hate to write off star Wars. I love star Wars.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think going with your, what you just said, I think that's why I want stories that are more either in the past way in the past or stories that are just kind of, uh, extra to build up the world because it's, um, with those inconsistencies of the original movies that kind of limits the creator's idea of what they want to bring at times. I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's why it can create some consistencies, inconsistencies, excuse me, um, for that stuff, just because there's that kind of that wall there. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe for more. Uh, we got more episodes coming down the pike. Uh, follow us on Instagram at uh, the Cinema Sword Podcast. And um, until next time, we'll see you later.